I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome to The Drive. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. It's a lovely, lovely Wednesday here in It Pittsburgh. is lovely. The weather's been great lately. Beautiful. Post-Easter. It's been a good week. I wish it would just right. stay like this year-round. Yeah, I wouldn't mind. Mm-hmm. I'm a Four Seasons guy, but this I like is Four Seasons, but, you know, yeah. if we get a couple of days of snow, and then it goes back to this. And then it goes back to this. Yeah, it's not so bad. You yeah, not, hit the golf course at all? I have not. I've been too busy with, with uh, work and everything. I looked the other night. You do? We're, we're in, like... Six days into, vap- into April, and I've already written like 14 stories. Wow. And there's a, not that much happening. Did a, like three radio shows and sure. uh, a right. bunch of podcasts. And just, Never ends. We're out of season. We're out of season. <laughs> there's right. nothing going on. Yeah, we did our podcast yesterday or the day before. Um, and, you know, the, the crux of it was this is what teams do. They, they crawl in and they start getting you know into their caves and their war room. And we hit, you know, please do <laughs> get in your get in your right. war room and stop making news. Right. And, and as soon as we ended the, the podcast, Sam Darnold was traded to the Panthers. I'm like, oh, jeez. Yeah. You know, like, it's fun. I, yeah. I, I talked to some people in the Panthers organization and they were like, you know, that kind of ruined their day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so uh, one of the stories that I, that I ended up having to write yesterday was regarding Steven Nelson and his okay. departure that from the situation. Steelers. Yeah. Uh, he Earlier in the day, he had gone on um, Sirius XM with, with Pat Kerwin and Jim Miller and on their NFL show and said that uh, um, he asked for the Steelers for an extension. They said, no, we don't, we're not interested in doing that right now. Okay. And... He, but he signed through next year. He'd have been a free agent. He was signed. Yeah, he'd have been the free agent after this year. Yeah. He then said that he felt that he had outplayed his contract with the Steelers. Now, mind yeah. you, he was he was on he was going to make eight point two five million in new money this year. Yeah, I mean it's a pretty good deal. It's a pretty significant amount of money. Corners are pricey, and just, you know, yeah. every down starting corners don't grow on trees. I get that. Then he said that, that they never asked him to take a pay cut before releasing him. Well, Stephen, if you're asking them for an extension. Mm-hmm. And you think that you outplayed your contract? Why in the world would I ask you to take a pay cut to stay? Because you're not going to do that. That's usually not how negotiations go. Not typically. I want this. I want this, right. and it's more money. Well, we'd actually like you to take a pay cut. Well, no, I not think I'm I worth this money. Options. Yeah, right, right. If I'm stuck in this job and that's all I can do, and times are tough, and COVID's hit, you know, that's not how the NFL yeah. works. Though, I mean, he, he's going to get a job somewhere. So later in the day, and I'd written uh, a couple weeks ago uh, in my Insider that. 
um, you know, they wanted Stephen. They wanted Cam Sutton when they signed him mm-hmm. to compete with Stephen Nelson for a starting job on the outside. Okay. Um, I mean, they're high on Sutton. They're high on Sutton. They want him to play all the time. And, and you know, he, he was a free agent. He had other offers. Right. He but was. That at, was their priority, obviously. That was their priority. Yep. He had other offers to go other places and, and have the potential to start outside. You know, they could have said, "Well, no, we th- we think you're the." You know, we're going to give you we're going to give you the slot position because Mike Hilton's gone. Mm-hmm. We think you can handle We've that. We've seen but, you do that and do it well. Yeah, right. but we don't think you can handle playing outside. Well, he, okay. then he signed somewhere else. Right. So hopes are higher than you're just a slot because guy. outside guys make more money. Uh-huh. In general, I mean, you know, it, um, it, yeah, for it's sure. a higher profile. Them, you're right. on the field 100 percent of the time. Right. You're an every down player. So. The Steelers, uh, I mean, Steven Nelson. Yeah, that's not even a knock on Nelson necessarily. No. He played well here. Right. Like Sutton. But he wasn't interested in doing that. Okay. Competing. I don't want to compete for yeah. the starting Why, job. If you think you're the, and he told me, his, here's this quote that he told me. He reached out to me later in the evening. Um, he said, why would the highest paid corner on the team mm-hmm. ride the bench? Now, I never yeah. said anything about him riding the bench. I said right, he would compete right, for right. a job. It's not like he would not play. Uh, he said, I've never ran from any competition. It's no knock on Cam, but I'm the best, was the best corner on the team. This is a simply called a cap casualty situation. Yes and no. Yes and no. Because <laughs> they could have picked Hayden. Right. They could have gone with Joe Hayden. I mean, it, if they desperately needed yeah. the money, and that's the only way they could survive, they could have Who's cut 32, somebody else. Right. Cutting, releasing Joe Hayden would have saved them $7 million against the cap as opposed to $8.25 million against the cap for Stephen Nelson. And an older player. But in a, it's an older player. If they had thought that Stephen Nelson was remarkably better. If he's clearly the one. Yeah, if he's the one, like he thinks he is, then, you know, you, right. then you release Joe Hayden because he's 32. Mm-hmm. And you're only saving one point two. You're saving, or it's costing you an additional $1.25 million, But they could make that up somewhere else. Right, that's not that's that, nothing. That, that big a deal. Yeah. Right? And they're, right now they're $12 million under the cap. Yeah, they're not up against it like they had been. Right. So Interesting. You know, it, I, I mean, I, I think they could have floated three pretty big corner contracts. Right. You know, but they weren't interested in extending him past this year. Well, don't you think in general they don't want a lot of long-term contracts right now? That I'm seems to be. I think I think everybody. And it might be a, a league-wide thing mm-hmm. because everybody. Well, what's the cap going to be in two or three years? Right, and I just think that this team's in a not a crossroads or a rebuild. It's just they want to be very fluid a year. You want to you want to have the flexibility if that cap goes. Let's say it goes up to two hundred thirty million. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, you don't want to have $215 million in, in salaries already tied up. Right. And they might sign Dak Prescott. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, oh, by the way, I mean, a guy like that. in the next two years, they're going to have to sign T.J. Watt, and they're going to have to sign Minka Fitzpatrick. Mm-hmm. Those are going to be two pretty big deals. Now, you can you find a quarterback. And yeah. you got to find a quarterback. Right, right. Um, you know, to, to me, uh, I, I think they'll be very fluid in the yeah. year from now and in the future. And, and the thing is, you know, you, you like Cam Sutton enough that you, you, you made him a priority re-signing. Mm-hmm. They signed him on the first day. Oh, that was clearly job one. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, the rest of it, they didn't have to cut Steven Nelson. No. I, I mean, so I get the feeling you think that if Nelson would have been like, okay, I'm open to competition, maybe we can talk contract extension down the road, you think he might still be here. Perhaps, but again, it, from his perspective, I'm I'm 20. I just turned 28. Mm-hmm. The cap he doesn't is, have a lot of years left. There's, there's, they're not in, right, yeah, right. they're not in a lot of years left for me in the league. The cap's going to go up next year. If I, 
lose this battle to Cam Sutton, and all of a sudden now I'm a, back I'm a part time. I'm playing a you know sixty percent right. of the snaps. Even mm-hmm. you know even if I come in and in the you know in the dime or nickel and dime, and I'm playing outside, and, they, and Sutton moves inside, I'm still a part time player. Right, right, right. People are going Stock to view dropped. yeah. People are going to view me differently. Right, yeah, a hundred percent true. And they just uh, obviously he might think he's better than Sutton. But the Steelers might disagree because they just gave Sutton money. Yeah. You know, and Sutton's 26. Like, Sutton's 26. And you know, he competes them every day and knows he's good. I'll also say this. Um, the Bills game last year. Okay. The, they didn't have Joe Hayden for the game. Right. And okay. so you, in, in that game, you saw Sutton – or you saw uh, Nelson lined up a lot on, on, uh, Diggs. on Diggs, and it didn't work out so well. No, and most and Diggs, does, Diggs, Diggs does that to a lot of people. He does. I meant to say that earlier, though. Like to say that you're the best corner on this team, I'm not saying he's even wrong. He might have been, and but because they play sides, it's not as obvious. It's not as yeah. distinctive. There wasn't always Minka wasn't always on Hayden's side of the field. You know, they're pretty much asked to do similar things. I do know in the past when they've had somebody travel a little bit, it's been. Hayden. It's been Hayden in, yeah. in history, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm also not saying Nelson was a bad team guy, but you know Hayden's a leader and right. a very strong team guy. Yeah. For I, and I got, I've got nothing but respect for, for Stephen Nelson. I thought he played really well. I here. thought he right, played right. well when Good he was addition. here. Yeah. Uh, watching him work on his own off the field and, and, and on the field, you know, a complete pro. Mm-hmm. Somebody's going to sign the guy. Great. Good for oh, him. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, I, you know, he – quite frankly, came after me last night in, mm. in DMs. And, you know, we talked it out. And I said, look, man, I, I got – I'm not making stuff up here. Mm-hmm. This is what I heard. Right, right, right. I reported what I heard. It is what it That's is. your job. And, yeah. yeah. Um, quick note on that. What was I going to say about him? When it all went down, I thought the Steelers might have gone to him because he has played well and wanted to extend him. And he might have thought, I wanted to hit free agency after this year because my last big signing bonus payday. Apparently, that's not the way it Well, went. again, if he goes to him and says, I'd like to talk about an extension, and, yeah. oh, by the way, I think I've outplayed my contract, so I want to raise. He's going to want to raise, right? Yeah. It's similar. I mean, I guess it's the same thought process. It's, yeah. It's his last chance to get paid. Then if you're the Steelers, you go, well, we were thinking pay cut. You know, we wanted to mm-hmm. – we wanted to – we wanted that or you – keep the same – Or similar numbers, yeah, yeah, in that yeah, neighborhood yeah. because we're not going to pay you more than we're paying Joe. Right, but again, uh, they, they the, the yeah. way the Steelers do their their business is they get they they know who their number one guy is at every position. Now, rookie contracts don't count because that's out of their control, right? But, but when T.J. Watt signs his new deal, he's gonna be the highest paid edge. guy. He's gonna be the highest paid edge guy, probably their highest paid defender. Mm-hmm. There's and not gonna the, be a D lineman making more than yeah, KM, and they are not then gonna go out and pay somebody in free agency more than what they're paying T.J. Watt, which is what you would have to do to typically to sign yes. a defensive tackle or something like that. That's just not how they work. They were never, you know, when they had Troy Polamalu, he was always going to be the, their highest-paid defensive back, regardless. Right, right. I'm trying to think of how this could like affect things in the future. So let's say DeCastro has a really good year. Back to the player we're expecting him to be. And Dotson doesn't work out or gets injured or whatever. O-line's a mess, and they have all this money. They're not going to go sign Joe Thune to no. much more money than DeCastro. No. It rocks the boat. Yeah, it rocks the boat in the yeah. locker room. You're right, like, right. You, you, if you don't take care of your own guys, mm-hmm. they see that and you go, well, you, you went out and signed this free agent for all this money. I want more money. 
I won't right. <laughs> you know, I've been here. I've, I've, I know the system. I've been a team player. You know, I took less money in the past to perhaps, you know, that I could have gotten on the open market. And now you're going out and signing this guy for more money than you're paying me. Well, I want that money. Yeah, absolutely. And they've earned it. And that, yeah. that goes down to generation to generation around here. And that works. I mean, I guess it would be more palatable if you go sign Walter Jones, you know, or right. Trent Wilde. I mean, someone that was clearly the best on but the But those market. guys aren't typically available. And then they're not Steelers yeah. either. Right? <laughs> I mean, the Steelers never go get that guy. So it doesn't even matter. I mean, in general, though, teams can sell that to the room of, we went and found a rare player. Right. And we're going to give him big money. But Joe Tooney isn't that guy. You yeah. Know what it's, I mean, right. I mean uh, who's the, uh, the the guard that Jacksonville signed a couple right, of Right. Like Norwell. Yeah. Right. right. You give Andrew Norwell $14 million a year, and he's an average guard. Right. And it's not like they had a lot of other things. But if the Steelers would have done that, or I don't know, the, the Dallas with Zach Martin or Indy with Quentin Nelson, yeah. they look over and be like, I'm better than him, and you're giving me, you know, I'm still on my original right. deal or whatever. Yeah, it just doesn't jive well. And, and everyone understands the business, but there's also personalities here and feelings and, you know, like we got to coexist. And it, it, it's, the the same, it's the same thing in every market, like any, any job. Mm-hmm. You know, if you and I are doing the same job. Right. And and I find out, well, geez, they're, Matt's getting paid, you know, double double what I'm getting. Sure, I'm not gonna be happy about that. Right, right, right. Like we're doing the same job. Yeah, or you and I have been doing killing it on the drive lately, right? And they go out and they sign two dudes from Kansas City and L.A. to do another radio show, and they're paying, and they're paying five them, times yeah. more. You know, like like that. That's a hey. Yeah, what about <laughs> right, us? You could have right. given us some same of that thing. money. Yeah. Right, right, right. Same with any walk. It, it upsets the apple cart, and that's right, what you right, don't right. want to do. You don't want to sow that kind of Displeasure in your yeah. You know? it, it, when you got fifty three guys on, and everybody knows what everybody else is making. That's the other part mm-hmm. of this. This isn't like you know a lot of places when you go, uh, when you get a job. One of the things we like here is don't talk about how much you're getting paid. Sure, and that's that's pretty common around you know in, in a regular workforce. Well, in this situation, everybody knows what you're getting paid. Right. I mean, think about all the different walks of life over the years where minorities or women were making a fraction of what you know others were making and they didn't know it right i mean maybe that came up after drinks it, you know right. whatever because the, the and then what point. happens well why why am i making I'm doing the same job right exactly and you know and the other part of it is you know you, you just again you can't upset the apple cart in the, in the locker room this is a situation where you see it all the time with these contracts that are signed the the numbers that are put out there aren't the true numbers. No. no oh, he no, got a, no. he got seventy five million. Well, he's only going to see forty of that. That doesn't mean seventy five million went into his bank account, right? Or ever will. Or ever will. Or ever will. Right. But but it's all about those those optics. Yes. Because guys are interested in well, I'm the highest paid offensive lineman in the league. Well, you are right now, and then when you get released in two years, you're not. I mean, I think I mentioned Trent <laughs> Williams. He he's now the highest paid lineman in the league. By ten thousand dollars, right? He wanted to be number one. He wanted by to be 10, number one dollars, which is like a penny. In the it, real it, world, it might you know? sound childish. It might sound it is. yeah, <laughs> it is. petty. But I, 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 yeah, for you know, at one point I was you know ten years from now. At one point, Trent you know, Williams can say I was the highest paid offensive lineman in the league. Yeah, right. Um, back to the corner room, though. With all respect to Joe, I think he they want him to be the alpha in that room, and he's earned that. Right. But what if his play drops a little? You know, like. I mean, I don't know if this will be his last year in town or not, but there could do they look to Sutton and think a year from now with no Nelson or Hayden, you're at least the alpha. Maybe you're not our best player. Maybe we drafted a guy who's super exciting or whatever. 
but there's a, that's a, it's a little bit of a turning point in the corner room right now. Well, here's, the th- here's the thing, and I actually just wrote a piece uh, for Steelers.com about this and uh, talked about it last night on, a, on the, another podcast. I see Cam Sutton as the next in line in the Deshaies Townsend, William Gay, Cam Sutton mm. lineage. If you look back, you know they drafted these guys in the middle mid sure. rounds. They're all they're all three of them are mid round picks. All three of them started out as slot cornerbacks. Learned set in you're the starter. Yeah, you know right. Learned the defense. Learned how to play safety in the defense. Learned you know you're the, you're the dime linebacker. You're the outside. You know yeah. you can play outside. Teams. Yeah, you're asked to do everything. And then those guys eventually become full-time starters on the outside as well. And long-term Steelers. And long-term Steelers who were there for 10 years. Mm-hmm. You know, and each one of those guys. And can teach. And yeah. know, maybe not the most talented guy in the field. They're not the 4-2-40 guy that's 6-1. That's why they were mid-round draft picks. Right, but, right, right. But where they are talented is above the neck. Without question. No, that's a good one. Um, there's definitely some recency bias here, but I might take Sutton over those guys. Yeah, I mean, I think he it, might have a little higher ceiling. I, I the think they, pretty good, they I asked their they asked their corners to do different things now too. They're point. playing good more point. man than they. You know, Deshae Townsend was a great zone cornerback. Yeah, he fit the you know. fit what they wanted. Yeah, good point. No, he's exactly that. Yeah. So, and if you look at it, all three of their careers overlap by a year or two. Townsend right. was here, and and Gay was drafted at the end of his career, mm-hmm. and then that Gay was here, and and Sutton was drafted. In Gay's final year yeah. here, so those, those aren't accidents. Yeah. It's the same GM. It's the same, you know, it's the same logic. They realized how valuable Deshay and those guys were. Let's keep that going. We see the same traits in him. We love having him in the building. He's a positive influence. Um, he could play anywhere in the, you know, in that secondary, anywhere, anywhere in the yeah. defense. And we often do this when we do mock drafts. So maybe it's time to get the next one that doesn't play much this year, or maybe it's next year's project. Right. There's another one coming then. Right. There's not going to be three in a row, and then we just forget it. Get that, know? Get that. you know, mid-round corner whose best trait is above the neck. Mm-hmm. You know, when you put, him on the, you put him on the whiteboard, and he can drop exactly what, I'm just going to pick a school, Clemson's defense did on. Sure. You know, here's, well, here's what we did, what we were trying to do when we ran this defense. And he, and he can tell you what every position right. on the field was supposed to do. Whereas you get some corners, well, my job is cover this guy. I didn't oh, care yeah. what everybody anybody else was doing. Green or yeah, whatever, right. It's funny because now I'm thinking about what we talked about, how we talked about Sutton when he was drafted. Because I remember talking about he was a le- a very good punt returner right. early in his career. He went to the Senior Bowl and played a lot of safety that, right. that week because I think they were short on safety. It's not like he was projected to be a safety. Obviously, a lot of special teams background. He was a team captain at, at Tennessee. And I remember Mr. Rooney sat down with us after probably early day two of the draft, back when we were at the facility broadcasting, and hopefully we can get back to doing that. And the first thing he said about that draft class was, and this is when some of the A-B things were going on, and there were some rumblings. He said, we want high-character team captain football guys. Right. He was like the perfect example. Yeah, I mean, that was Watt. And, you know, yeah, yeah, right. that's Cam Sutton in a nutshell. Exactly, you know. exactly. Yeah, it all adds up. So, um, yeah, I mean, so, you know, that's that's what they've – trended towards over the years you know mm-hmm. it's uh again maybe not the most flashy guy out there is you know he's not gonna go out and sure he's uh, gonna revis it up and play man coverage against right. jerry rice and you know dion and woodson and those you guys know. but if that guy's your eighth best defensive starter mm-hmm. and knows where you know it gets everybody else lined up and does the you know those kind of things that's there's value in that yeah and those corners i mentioned patrick peterson and ramsey and those guys 
they're not there at 24. They're not there right. when Kevin Colbert's usually making his first pick. And this is stereotypical, but a lot of those guys aren't necessarily team first players. That, right. That's an arrogant position. That's a kind of – there's a reason you're on that island. You're worried about yourself. I mean, heck, I, re- I, I helped recruit, recruit Revis to Pitt, and I was always in his corner. But that guy was a mercenary late in his career. I mean, he'd yeah. take whatever the most money Deion was. Deion Sanders, you know, <laughs> right, where, right, right. all Absolutely. those guys. Right. You know, yeah. you see that a lot at that position. Well, I can I can play in any defense because just, right. I'm going to line up and cover sure. that dude. Right. I you mean, know. Ramsey caused waves in Jacksonville and traded him to the Rams. But know, if you've right. got that kind of guy, you need players like a Sutton. Yes, yes. Who can do, you know, okay, we're going to flip-flop sides here. Yeah. Okay, I know what I'm doing over here. And this guy went in motion. Now yeah. who's got him? And right, right, right. No, without question. You know, I always thought that, you know, Artie Burns physically had the talent to play cornerback in the Steelers' system. Yeah. But it was the above-the-neck stuff that was mm-hmm. the issue. The adjustments. With, you know, okay. You know, you'd see you'd see a broken coverage, and everybody else was playing zone, and Artie was still playing man, yeah, yeah or yeah, vi- right. vice versa, or something like you know he didn't pass somebody off at the right time, or or didn't pick somebody up when they were passed off, and that's where the problems arose. A lot you of have to zones, understand yeah. the the you know the concepts. In another scheme, Burns might have worked out a lot better. I thought if they, if he went to a team that played or, nothing, right. the straight man, you got him, you got him. Yep, he's fine. Had the talent to do so, and that, I remember that off season too. That was the summer, this time of year, all of us were talking about they need to play more man coverage because right. Brady's of the world pick them apart. And, you know, yeah. And they did, and they brought him in, but the defense got good without having to do that. They right. you know, flipped so much. So he was a little bit of a square peg, round hole guy. Yeah. It, it, it happens a lot. And, and I think that above the next stuff, is, it, correct me if I'm wrong here, is that the most difficult thing to judge with a player? Probably for a corner, too. You know, I mean – this is stereotypical too, but like it's, I don't need my corners to necessarily be super smart. If the scheme dictates, they don't have to be that. Right. You yeah. know what I mean? The Steelers need smart football and, t- and they might be smart off the field and, you know, whatever. Yeah, right. Or they need to be smart to recognize, understand how their assignments change on the fly. Because when I say matchup zones, those are okay. It looks like zone coverage, but it quickly becomes man. Right. You know, like I'm not passing him off to the linebacker on the crosser or the safety or whatever. In this instance, I got to run with him, and right. he's my dude. All of a sudden, he came in my zone. He's not leaving my zone. And the Steelers him. do that, play that a lot, a lot, a, a lot. lot. And that's why you know when when people are grading outside of the yeah, organization zones and stuff, they don't know. They don't know. They have no, no idea because it starts as zone. It starts as man. There's so many different coverages. I mean, I have a hard time with it. I mean, if you if, if you study, um, not not to mention if one guy makes a mistake, then us as evaluators have no clue what the coverage was. Right. Yeah. You assume they're right, and if right. they're not right, they're like giving you the wrong answers to the test. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So it's it, it's all you know. It goes back to well, the Steelers can't draft cornerbacks yeah. or defensive backs. Where are they drafting them at? I like your observation though of Deshay, William Gay, Sutton. Similar pass that could do a lot of stuff, you know, smart. They're Swiss Army knives. Another one. Yeah, yeah Swiss Army knives. And you, I don't know that you can ever have enough of those guys. No, I think you're right. Especially today. I mean, you'd prefer to have seven stars on the back end, but that's right. not realistic. You're not get that. Yeah. Right. But it if you've is. got those Swiss Army knives that can do a little bit of everything and do mm-hmm. you know, do them at a credible enough job to, yeah. you know, that, that, that works too. Yeah, I mean, in today's NFL, defenses are at such an advantage – this goes back to the linebacker conversations. 
I might rather have a defensive player, especially the back seven, that has fewer weaknesses than one that has great strengths. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because they're going to pick on your weaknesses. If I've got four guys back there in my, in my two corners and two safeties mm-hmm. who are pretty good across the board, but not right. maybe not great at anything. Which because really, Nelson, Hayden, yeah. and I can I can have a pretty good defense if those four guys. Yeah, right, right, If right. I've got three guys who are who are who are average or if I've got one guy who's really below average, yeah, he's gonna get they're they're gonna find him. Right. I mean that was Bostick, that was Vince Williams, <laughs> yeah. you know, they're gonna the find that teams are gonna too. pick on that and they're gonna pick that scab and mm-hmm. just keep picking at it until it bleeds. And I know Terrell Edmonds has been he's gotten some arrows from Steelers Nation. I don't think he's got the big weakness either. Like no. The fact that he doesn't show up on tape so I think one thing that hurts him is he doesn't show up like t- on tape or on TV like Troy did. You think strong safety, he should be making plays. Or he doesn't make the, the big plays that Minka does. You know, right, right, right. Yeah, exactly. But he doesn't get picked on. I he don't doesn't, think teams no. scheme all week to we can get guys. Yeah, on we Edmonds could we could take advantage on. of Edmonds here. Right, or, I don't you know, see that week to week at all. You know, and you I mean, don't see him catches like everybody else, know, but right. missing a bunch of tackles and things of that. No, nature. right, right, right. He's a well-rounded player. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, I just thought that was interesting. About the draft, I bet that's what they're going to be after when they add another corner. Yeah, you look in those middle right. rounds for a right. guy that you know can be that kind of player, that kind of player. You know, an inside outside. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, maybe he's your backup sa- uh, free safety or something like that. Yeah, that, get you out of a game as a safety yeah. or whatever, right? Uh, you know, if you can find those kind of guys, they have a lot of value mm-hmm. uh, until they eventually, if it happens, become a starter. Yes. And they have a history of at all positions. So I was thinking offensive linemen too. You know, give me guys that can do two or three things if they're not the number one center or right tackle or whatever. You yeah, know? Right. yeah, without question. So, but uh, yeah, um, I just thought it was interesting that that uh, you know that that all came down. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, here a week afterwards, and I'm a little shocked Nelson doesn't have a job yet. I mean, I'm sure he will. I'm not. Well, he said he's had 10 to 15 teams contact his agent. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a tough time of year to get hired. It, it is a tough time. But, again, you know, he got cut loose a week into free – like, it wasn't even a full week into free agency. It's late in the process, but it's not doomsday, you know, past doomsday or anything. Right, yeah. It's you not know, like right. he got cut after the draft or, or right something like that. Right before the draft. Or right before, right, yeah. Right, right. And I'm sure many teams are waiting until the draft before they sign a starter. Right. You know, they, they probably have a lot of their starters hooked up, but – I mean, he's got good tape. There's good tape there. He's been a solid player. Mm-hmm. It just comes down to maybe what are you asking for? Yeah. You know, are, yeah. You, are you asking for the moon? Because right now nobody has the moon. I mean, I'm the not money situation around burned. the league is not, you know. I'm not saying the bridge is burned, but I wonder if he calls the Steelers back up and says, hey, you know, let's do it again. I mean, it seems like that ship is sailed. I think but, that ship may have, yeah, yeah might be uh, on its way out the mm-hmm. out the harbor. And they maybe just want to <laughs> replace them with youth, or they're high on Lane, or you know, all those things factor in too. We didn't mention Lane. Yeah. So uh, he is Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. You've been listening to the Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We want to thank uh, you for doing so. We want to thank Jacob Breck for keeping us on the air throughout the course of the show. That's going to do it for this segment. We'll be back with more. Don't uh, go away because you can always find plenty of content here on Steelers Nation Radio. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. 
to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. This is The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio. And uh, Matt, a couple of weeks ago, we put together our Steelers top 24 picks. Yeah. As yeah. the Steelers will do. They will, uh, for, for people who aren't regular listeners, uh, the Steelers typically, uh, wherever they're picking at, if it's 15, they'll come up with 15 guys. If it's 18, they'll be 18. This sure, year it's 24th. Sure. They're picking 24th. They'll come up with 24 guys that they would take at the 24th pick. Yeah, you need to have that order in case if by chance the 23 go that you don't want to go, who's your 24th? Or if you can't get out. You know, or, you're, you know, you're sitting there at, let's say, 15, and seven of your top 15 guys are still available. Right, right. You're very comfortable. Somebody gets on the phone and say, stuff. hey, you want to move back three spots? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, we can still get one of our top 15. Sure. We'll go ahead and do that. And there's probably tier breaks there, you know, yeah. I mean. But if one of those guys is available that you really, you know, we got him at, you know, he's our 10th best guy, and he's still available here at 24, we got to take him, Mm -hmm. you know. I think it's just a good exercise, too, and maybe even listeners would want to do it, is put yourself in Kevin Colbert's shoes and rank this class from 1 to 24. I mean, if worst-case scenario, you have to make a pick at 24, and your favorite 23 guys are there, who's it going to be? I mean, and, you know, some positions I know the Steelers aren't involved in, but if Chase Young were in this draft, yeah, Chase Young falls, high. he'd be there. Yeah, <laughs> he'd be you'd high. figure out what right. to do with him. Right. You know, right. if Aaron Donald's there, yeah, you'll figure you'd out figure what to out do, what with, do him. with him. I mean, elite prospects have to be included, right? And some of that's moot. I mean, having Trevor Lawrence on this list doesn't—he's matter. not going to be available. But he takes away from one of your twenty-four, right? You but if really he need twenty-three on your if list, if he you know? were, you would take him. Of course, of course. You know? I mean, you don't have to fight over one versus two versus three, right? But, but he might not be, exercise. you know, I know we looked at this a little bit differently. You stacked your quarterbacks one through four, and you put yeah. them all at the top. I did, I did. But to me, you know, if I'm looking at this in the way I ranked them, well, there's some quarterbacks. I would take position players ahead of them because mm-hmm. I don't have the quarterbacks rated nearly as high. I just think the value of the position is so monstrous that – if Justin Fields would happen to be there, I'm taking him super fast. I mean, again, it's such a moot point because right, it's just not going to happen. Are long gone, right? I mean, we could talk about Mac Jones. I think he's going third overall. 
Um, it's just there. There is a quarterback problem on the horizon. If I can nip it in the bud with a star before then, great. But you're not going to. Right. It's just it's not, not going to happen. happen. Right. So at number one, we both had Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. No surprise there. No. Uh, at number two, you had Justin Fields. Yeah. I had Panay Sewell. Understandable. I mean, again, neither one's going to be a steal. Right. It's just not going to be there. <laughs> I think Fields is clearly the second quarterback. I think so, too. And I, no I put out my quarterback rankings. And, and, like, you know, again, we both have a lot of respect for Daniel Jeremiah. And, yeah. and he has him as his number four. Most seem to. Or, yeah. Yeah. And he might go fifth if Mac Jones really goes third. Yeah. I, I don't get it. I think I mean, you sent me something today on spark scores and all that stuff. And mm-hmm. he's, again, he's. He's Lamar Jackson, but he's a better thrower. And he's, he's much a better passer. bigger and more physical and a yeah. much better thrower than Lamar. Tough as can be. I don't know. I mean, if I was in charge of the Niners and I make that move, it's for Fields. But yeah. I don't think that's the case. Uh, at three, I had Kyle Pitts. At three, you have Zach Wilson. Mm-hmm. And again, I'm just going to put quarterbacks as, because they're worth more. Pitts, to me, is almost the, the biggest wild card. I think him and Ko, uh, Owosu Koromora. Mm-hmm. Are the two biggest wild cards in this draft because typically you wouldn't look at a tight end and say, "Well, we got to take him." You know, again, I got him third. Right, right, right. Um, and he's not going to go that high because he's not a quarterback. No, but if he did, but he might go fourth or fifth. If he did go third, nobody would blink an eye. They shouldn't because he's he's that kind of talent. I, I saw something uh, on, on ESPN or NFL Network. I can't remember which one. And it said, "How do you rank him against the wide receivers?" I mean, if you were if you were looking at things and and, and he didn't have a a a T A T E next to his mm-hmm. name, would he be rated higher than any of the wide receivers in this draft? And I think you could make an argument that yeah, I mean, he ran a four four. Yes. Okay. We haven't talked Pitts in a while because I've really come to the conclusion that not only is he the best non quarterback in this draft because they they're all they're their own beast. It's by far. Yeah. I mean, with all respect to Sewell and Chase, I've never seen anyone like this guy. I mean, I think he is unbelievable. And we talk, well, there's some corners we're going to talk about J.C. Horn and Sertain. That's who the defense has put against him, and he ate them alive. Right. You know, because he's 6'6. Six, six. You know, I mean, you know, it's amazing to me. And he's an able blocker, but the TE distinction doesn't matter right. at all. I mean, this isn't what we're talking about, but there's a big conversation. Since he might get their choice of Sewell or Chase or Pitts, I'd take Pitts and, and draft guards and centers and stuff in the second and third round. Yeah. I think he's the most special player here, maybe including Lawrence. Here's the thing. that uh, Let's say, for example, last year Chase Claypool was asked to work out with the tight ends. Mm-hmm. Had they put a TE next to his name? Because block too. because his physical traits were similar, similar, not quite as nobody's as freaky. But, but he yeah. ran he ran four fours. He, right, you know, right, he, right, right. He was six th- uh, six four and two hundred thirty eight pounds. They're mm-hmm. very similar sized players. No, you're right. You know, if 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 he had the TE next to his name, would, would he be talked about as a top ten pick last year? I mean, maybe even another example is somebody like Ingram with the Giants, who was a first round pick, right. ran like a four four flat. Wasn't as big as Pitts though. No. no. I mean, like he was, he's, six, he's like six three, two thirty five ish. You know, it's six six. Right. Yeah, I mean, with crazy long arms and a very willing blocker. I mean, he's 
not bad in that regard. He'll yeah. line up in line. I think he's just so freaky. But your point about Claypool's right. I mean, yeah, and I think the NFL's looking at it less and less of what room you go to, what position room you go to, and, you know, yeah. Fitz is phenomenal. Um, I actually had Rashawn Slater at four. Okay. Again, because of position, you had Trey Lance. You, you, yeah. You had the quarterbacks ranked quarterbacks, uh, top right. four. Uh, at five, I had Micah Parsons. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think he was just had a ridiculous workout as well. Sure. And, and the tape matches the workout. Uh, you have Pitts. Then you had Sewell. Right, right. Uh, at six. At six, I have Patrick Sertain. I have him at seven. You have him at seven, so right. we're not far off on that. Again, that's a premium. That's just because I put the quarterbacks yeah, ahead. A premium non- position. The yeah. non-quarterbacks, I went Pitts, Sewell, Sertain. So we're not much different yeah. there. It's at seven, I had Fields. It's uh, seven, you have Sertain. At eight, you have Jamar Chase, mm-hmm. which is interesting yeah, because – Chase it's not is, a need. Yeah, it's not. It's it's not a high need. But again, if he's available, you take him. You take him. Yeah. I mean, I, I just raved about Pitts, and I would take Pitts over Chase if I'm the Dolphins, the, the Falcons, the Bengals at you know six five four. Yeah, but again, um, it's 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 kind of a moot point because he's not going to yeah, be available. I mean, for the I mean, he's not getting out of the top six. Yeah, so it really doesn't matter. But if you don't ever turn down a prospect like right. that. At eight, I had the Zach Wilson. At eight, you have Chase. At nine, I have J.C. Horn. At nine, you have J.C. Horn. Yeah. How about that? Man coverage corner, tough. You know, Physical. The fact yeah. that Farley has to fall a little, probably bumps Horn up a little because there's a little bit of a position uh, scarcity there at the top. Attitude would fit in around here as well. Yeah. Um, you know, in the same school as Stephon Gilmore. They're not mm-hmm. the same player, but there's some yeah, traits. There's some similarities, yeah. There's some traits. And I mentioned how, you know, he guarded Pitts. Like, he's one of the few corners at the top of this draft. He would follow, you know, everybody. Devontae Smith. Yeah. I mean, true number ones in the SEC. At 10, you have Parsons. Yes. At 10, I have Najee Harris. Wow. That's, that's higher than I could go with a running back. But I, I understand. Yeah. I mean, I, I just think that, you know, if I'm going to start looking at which guy should go where um, – you know, in need. Mm-hmm. You know, if I'm basing this off of need, that's where I would put him. There there aren't many guys that I would take in this draft based on need ahead of him. Yeah, obviously, right. Um, I get it. I mean, I don't have him much further down. No, you're, you're right there with me. Uh, at 10, you have Parsons. At 11, you have Slater. Mm-hmm. So, again, you had all those guys. I didn't have all the quarterbacks rated ahead of those guys. Okay. Uh, at 12, I have Caleb Farley. And he's going to be one of the more interesting guys. I saw something. I the reason why I put him at 12, apparently the uh, the procedure that he had on his back was to fix a, a, a disc issue. Okay. That that ha- guys get that done now, and it's not that big of it's a deal. Not, yeah, it's not major back surgery right. or things So like he that. expects to be ready for training camp and ready for the regular season. If that's the case. Then he should be way higher on my list. Yeah, I had him as my number one corner going into this whole right, process. Right, I bumped right. him down a little bit because of that. But man, if he's available, you, you know, if the medicals are good and he'll be at the combine recheck situation, and everyone will get this information. If he passes all those, I have him at twenty-two, but I pretty much should have just put a huge asterisk by him. Yeah, he could go anywhere. Like he, it, could it, go anywhere. he could go anywhere in the first round, and nobody would blink an eye. Like if he went right, he went eighth. People were okay. They got good medical I info. What, yeah, yeah. They, they trust the info, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, I would. I don't know if I take him over Parsons. I would take him over Slater, though, who I had at eleven. Yeah. If I if I if he was pretty clean medically, you know, or yeah. a good billing. No, I really like him. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay, you had uh, Jalen Waddle at twelve. At twelve, I had Farley. 
at 13. I have Javante Williams. I'm still a Javante Williams fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I still like his game. People ask me, well, why, why did you have? Not, why do you now have Harris above Williams? It's a tough call. I wanted Williams at 220. I want. He came into this pro day at 212 pounds. Now yeah, he I did, didn't love that. He did that to, to make him, you know, probably get his 40 sure. time up a little higher, which I get. Uh, and he ran four five five, which is fine. That's mm-hmm. great. Um, what's he going to run at 220? I, that's what I don't know. I, I, I looked at him as a 220 pound back. ATN went the other way. Right. He bulked yeah, up to, to 215 right. and still ran a 4-4. I still have Williams ahead of ATN on my over. It's, again, it's not uh, these three running backs to me are all pretty interchangeable. They're on the same tier. They're on that same and they're tier. The only ones there. Yeah, and they're the again they're they're, they're yeah. the only ones there. That's why I have them so high on the list because yeah. if they aren't and you pass on one, right. you're not getting one in the round two. No, you're right. Um, and you know this obviously, and I assume most of our listeners do, but. Pro days and combines, these guys are doing whatever they can to improve their stock. So if my biggest weakness is yeah, speed, Harris didn't run. Harris didn't run. Yeah. Just, I'm not going to show you that. Um, if my biggest weakness is speed, I'm going to cut a little weight to get faster. If my biggest weakness is size, I'm going to bulk on a few pounds and look good in my underwear, and that's probably ATN's move. You know, So I'm sure you have to talk to the coaches and, and, and Williams himself to say, where do you want to play at? Yeah, Where what are you weight? comfortable? And, yeah, and the Steelers did that with Le'Veon Bell. You know, right. Le'Veon Bell they played at 250 that. pounds in college. Right, right, right. You know, Mike Tomlin said, hey, we'd like you to get down to 230 range and, that first year. And then he, he got down to 230 and like, okay, you can keep dry. You know, you're, you're getting rid of the weight pretty well. Mm-hmm. What do you look like at 225 or 220? Yeah, and it worked out really well. Yeah. You know, what would they want Williams to play at? Maybe they'd want him at 218 or I don't know. Yeah, because um, he's plenty quick enough. But this is also where scouting comes into it, where whoever your North Carolina scout is, he knows that strength coach really well at North Carolina. Yeah. They they weigh they in weigh those day. guys, yeah, on a regular right, right. basis. What you know, what what did he play at last where year? Where was he at his best? You know, yeah. what's he most comfortable? Where does he carry too much weight? You know, those are things they know that we don't. Yeah. Um, at thirteen, you have Christian Derisaw after Waddle. At thirteen, I had Williams. At fourteen, I have Travis Atn. Okay. I mean, I, I valued the, I I value the running backs highly here. I, I don't blame you at all. I mean, some of these guys to me, actually my next guy on the list is Devontae Smith. I didn't know what to do with Waddle and Smith. I pushed the receivers down a little bit. I just thought that some of the other needs. And yeah. I, I don't see the Steelers. Yeah, those guys. Those guys They're are not going to be available. Here's but. the thing that I figured out in this draft. Like, those first three wide receivers. Yeah. There's those three. And then there's a then there's a gap. The, th- the, yeah. the wide receiver group is deep, and you can get a lot of these guys There's into the them, into yeah. the fourth, fifth round. But those first three guys, they are on their like, they're on their own tier. They are. I'm a little nervous about saying that, too, and I, I do agree with you, because last year we said the same things about Judy Ruggs and Lamb. Yeah. And it didn't really play out that way as a rookie year. You know, Jefferson and Claypool and you know, all these But guys. a lot of that, too, is about where did you go? Oh, absolutely. You know? Absolutely. Um, I'm really high on Bateman. Yeah, he was my number four. He's my number four, and I think he's closer to the top three than he is to number five. Although he came in a little shorter than he was also a little lean too. He was like 190. Again, he probably like, did that because he ran in the four threes. Four, four. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, exactly. It's just what do they want to show you? Um, I mean, the Steelers aren't in the Devonte Smith Waddle game. It really doesn't matter where I put them on right, this list. But I really, but they're going to go them. before yeah. the Steelers pick. Probably they are. Yeah. And as much as I like Chase, this is kind of a side conversation. 
there's so many good receivers to your point that are that were second round. They're in the league now that are second rounders. And Steelers got picks. four of them. Steelers have four of them: <laughs> Metcalf and yeah. Devontae Adams and Michael Thomas. I'd be a little hesitant, as much as I like Chase, to use the fourth, fifth, sixth pick in the draft for him. I mean, yeah. if it's Calvin Johnson, Andre Johnson, Julio Jones, yeah. Well, see, Pitts is, fits into that range. Yeah, he's yeah. like Calvin. Yeah. Yeah. Um, at 15. Way, Calvin Johnson was, I heard this morning, Calvin Johnson was 237 or 239 pounds yeah, he was, at the Combine. You saw, when, again, when, when Chase Claypool did what he did at the Combine mm-hmm. last year, the comp was Calvin Johnson. There's not many of them. He had, he, nobody yeah. had done the things that he did at the Combine since Calvin Johnson yeah, yeah, at yeah. that weight and size. I also heard this morning, I can't confirm it, Pitts's wingspan is the greatest in Combine history or something like that. Doesn't surprise me. For, probably for a skill player. I mean, right, I'm sure. Player, yeah, right. I'm sure there have been some offensive tackles. Maybe or, Rousseau's long. Yeah, or 6'8", like that, to that right, were right, right. long yeah, and lean like that. But uh, At 15, you have Najee Harris. Yes. At 15, I had Jamin Davis. I've been watching a lot of tape on him. He's good. He was my – he's my – he didn't make my top 24, but he was next. I think he fills a need. Like, you, if the running backs aren't there and some of those offensive tackles aren't there, I put him above Zayvon Collins. I know they're two, di- choice, they're two right? different animals, but the height is – But just, they both would play the same position. Yeah, the height's the same – more or less, mm-hmm. the range is not. The range is not in no. the hands and every. I mean, Davis has good or uh, Collins has good hands as well, and they, but they're different. Yeah, I think you know next to Devin Bush, that's Jamin Davis could. I mean, they would have the fastest defense in the league. I don't yeah, care what everybody else runs. More than even like the Bucks yesterday, you know, yeah. the Super Bowl. Yeah, and I guess the other name to mention there is Owosu Koromora too. Right. Because all three of them are kind of different, staggered in terms of height, he, he, length. Again, Wilson Cormore is a tough. What is he? What is he? Because uh, I know he next to Bush he weighed. Now he's a guy that I think that probably went up at his at his com, at his pro day workout. Yeah, because he know. weighed in at two twenty. He does not want to show up at two hundred. Yeah, no. Right. But the question I would have with him is, can you get higher than two twenty? I don't think he can. Oh no, I bet he ballooned up. Yeah. I bet he drank a gallon of water before he stepped on the scale. Right. You know what I mean. So what is you know is he a safety? I don't think so. No. I is he a linebacker? A... Maybe a little too small. If you've got another, you know, if you've got a Devin Bush in there, who's a, I mean, you know, pretty small linebacker. You'd be really, safety. you'd be really light. You'd be really fast. You'd be really fast. But, but you'd be really light. Your D tackles better keep people off the ball, keep them off them, and. That might work a little better with Casey Hampton. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, you got to protect them a little bit. So I pushed him a little farther down than the other two than those other two guys. He was twenty fourth for me, and and Davis would have been twenty five. But the more I think about it, I think your points are strong that Davis's height and being a true linebacker probably would put him ahead of him for me. Yeah, yeah. And I, I you know, honestly, I think Davis could put on some easily put on some weight. If, he's you want, lean looking if you want, if you wanted him at two forty, he could get to two forty pretty probably, easily. Yeah, because he's like I think he was like two thirty four at his uh-huh. at his uh, pro day. So I mean, he's not a he's kind of a narrow waisted guy. I mean, he's not a super uh, I forget what they call those but macromorph or whatever yeah. your your skeleton structure. Man, is, he can get into the backfield. He's got yeah, there's he, a lot he can there. Fly. Um, at fifteen and sixteen, you had Harrison ATN. Mm-hmm. At seventeen, you had Greg Newsom. I like Newsom a lot. Yeah. I know it's not a super sexy pick. He's from Northwestern, but he tested well on the tested tape. Really well. Yeah, the tape shows over that. six feet tall, and he's going to be a high pick. At seventeen, I had Tevin Jenkins. Okay, 
Um, I'm not far off on him. At 18, I had Newsom, so we were pretty close yeah, on those. Yeah, same, same neighborhood. Yeah, 18, you have Javante Williams. Mm-hmm. 19, you have Tevin Jenkins. So we're all in that same neighborhood with those yeah. guys. I mean, if it came down to crunch time and it's Williams and Jenkins on the board. That's a tough that's call. That's a tough yeah. call. I like Williams a little bit better. Yeah. And I think I, I, I think all of these guys in the teens – are potential Steelers draft like these are oh, guys yeah. that they could take. In the, some, it, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, right. I agree. This is probably the area that they're picking from. The Waddles and Smiths aren't right. You know, right those right, guys aren't going to be right. there. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Um, the one thing about Jenkins, like, if I'm not grading for the Steelers, if I'm just grading for the NFL Network or yeah. you know, like DJ and those guys do, I would have a higher grade on him than Williams because. But for the Steelers, and I know this means less than it ever did. If I'm going to bring in a tackle, I'd prefer a traditional left tackle type. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because Banner's really a right that's going to play left. Yeah. You know, like the light-footed pass protector I would prefer for this team. Yeah, this is not really what he is. This is another one of those, you know. Yeah. And he might even be a guard. Another dancing bear. Right, right. Yeah, he's a little bit short-armed, but I love his game. But for the Steelers, they kind of have those guys. Yeah. Um, At 19, I put Owosu Koromoa. Okay. Um, again, I didn't know where to put him, and I put him right ahead of a lot of the – I get the, the receivers basically finishing out my couple of linemen and the receivers. Okay. Uh, at 19, you have Jenkins. At 20, you have Zayvon Collins. Yeah. And I, I do think it's a conversation, Collins versus Davis, as you mentioned. Yeah. Um, Collins is pretty freaky. You watch his tape, too. It's like, wow, that guy is Oh, yeah. I mean, he would not uh, you know, flinch. They didn't hurt him either. Uh, at 20, I have Jamar Chase. Okay. Obviously, sure he's not yeah. going to go twentieth overall. Yeah, right. At twenty-one, I had Elijah Vera Tucker. So did I. And he's another one though that I'm not sure he's what they need. Yeah, I mean they've lined up and had Kelvin Beach and play left tackle in the past. And I was actually as that came out of my mouth, I thought maybe he'll just be the undersized left tackle for the Steelers because right. he has better feet and he can banner, do it. Yeah, right. He's not the masher right tackle. Um, the fact that he can play guard though doesn't appeal to me in this team. Like from the Vikes, right. I'm like. Okay, I'm well, yeah, I can, he's going to be. I need a guard, and that was somebody asked me about that. Why, you know, where do you where do you see him? I said, well, he's going to be one of your top five. Mm-hmm. So you figure it out. You yep. okay? He's one of our top five. He's going to be in the mix somewhere. If I have two dudes that can only play one position, I'm putting them at the, that position. But and... do I prioritize that? Probably not. All right, he's really good. He's going in the first round. I don't think he'll be there when the Steelers pick. Um, in a way, Slater's that way too, but yeah. he's a better version. Yeah, right. You know? Yeah. Uh, Twenty-two. I had Trey Lance. I think there's a sure a, you know a clear the top I think the top three are the top three and then I think Lance is number four. Do you see? I think he's his accuracy worries me a little bit. Yeah, um, I think he's gonna go really high. He's just so much of an unknown. Right, that's the problem. Especially I had there. from where we sit. But I know? think he's. I think there are more traits there than Mac Jones has. Oh yeah, clearly. Um, it's uh, 23. I had Devontae Smith. At 24, I had Jalen Waddle. They're not going to be there. Okay. At 22, you had or 21, you had Vera Tucker. 22, yep. you had Caleb Farley. Right. Probably going up if that news you said is true, yeah. or if we get some good medical reports, he's going to go in my top 10. Uh, then you had Mac Jones at 23. Mac, he didn't make my, my logic list. behind that. I knew you weren't going to have him in there, and I want to put him in there just to bring it up. I'm not a Mac Jones fan. I would never take him at three. I've said this over and over that. The Williamson family had five Toyota Siennas in a row. It's a wonderful minivan. We loved it. <laughs> Very reliable. You could you know, throw all kinds of groceries in there. But we didn't pay Lamborghini prices for it. Right, which is what you're going <laughs> to do. What you're doing which three. is if the 49ers take him three, 
That's they, what they're doing. They paid Bentley prices. Exactly, you know? right, yeah. for a, a wonderful minivan that's very reliable. But at 24, if those 22 guys were gone, I would consider taking Mac Jones for the Steelers with only this logic in mind is I'll take my minivan at quarterback, but I'm going to surround him with Lamborghinis. Yeah, because he's my. I'm gonna have the first time in a million years. I I'm just think no that money in the quarterback room. To me, I, I keep going back to my argument that if he spl- he sp- he and Kyle Trask flip schools, I hear you. Would they be? Would we be talking about Kyle Trask in that spot? In which case, I can just if if that's what I, I want to do, mm-hmm. I could take Kyle Trask in the third round. I like Jones better, but your argument's strong. I just think I that- can find that kind of quarterback. Yes. Later in a draft, this year, next I think year, he's the a year after. Bit special processing in all those things, though. I mean, he's not gifted. He better be outstanding. He better be processing. outstanding. But I think he can be Kirk Cousins. And if you had Kirk Cousins, well, Kirk Cousins was a fourth round draft pick. I know, I know. I'm just saying, <laughs> or fifth round, whatever he could be. He was. Jimmy, he could be Cousins. He could be at the pro level. But I, none of those guys were first round picks. I know, I know. But if you give me Kirk Cousins, or Jimmy's a perfect example. Jimmy went to the Super Bowl two years ago. He lost with a lot of Ferraris around. Right. You know, and they were paying Jimmy good money. Next year, you might be able to get Jimmy Garoppolo for nothing. Not you nothing. Might. You're going to pay his contract, but. You can probably get him for a second round pick right now. Next, next year, you can right. get him for nothing. Next year, they're probably going to cut him. Mm-hmm. They may keep him both this year, but I next you. you know, next year, they may say, hey, we, we're going to shop Jimmy. If we can't get rid of him, we're going to, we're going to cut him free. But he's not 22 clear of injuries. And on a rookie deal for five years. But he's also got starting experience, he which does. is, which is you know what he is. The, the only reason I consider Mac Jones, though, is just because if I can have $5 million in the quarterback room for five years, give or take. I, I mean, get I know it. it goes well, I get it. There's there's no doubt. You never lose Bud Dupree. You never lose but any But there's also, guys. you know, if you're going to use a first-round pick on the guy, mm-hmm. I want him to be special. 24 is different than a top 10, though. It, it is, but again, you know, I mean, the, the guys passing on Kyle Pitts for him. The guys that you brought up are were were, were mid round draft picks. Yes, no, that's know? true. And again, if I'm going to take that guy at 24, it, if it comes down, again, that's why he didn't make my list because mm-hmm. if if it comes down to Zayvon Collins or Mac Jones, I'm taking Zayvon Collins. He's the yeah. more special player. Yeah, and he helps you out more right now. I wanted him in my top 24 just so we could have this conversation. Yeah. I know it's not going to matter. But I didn't have Jamin Davis, and I had a Wosu Koromora behind him. In reality, I'd probably take both those guys ahead of him. I mean, they're dynamic, help you now defensive help players. Help you now players that are going to you know, probably be immediate starters mm-hmm. and, and, and help you win. Um, that, that's why I couldn't put them, him on that list. Yeah. I'm not taking a uh, – you know, I'm not In interested reality, if I'm the Steelers. fifth for me. Yeah. But I wanted to have a conversation if I'm the Steelers, I'm not. You know, these all these things that, that are all these mock drafts, and even the, the the ones that have later picks that have the Steelers taking a quarterback this year. It doesn't. The timeline do, doesn't work. Doesn't compute. Right, right. You've got two work. young quarterbacks. Well, and Mason Rudolph's not super young anymore, mm-hmm. but he's still a guy that you want to get snaps to. Right. It's different if you get Justin Fields. You know, or, right. You got Dwayne. You got Dwayne Haskins for nothing. You at least want to see him. You want to see him take some. You know, hey, what what do we got here? Right. If you if you're gonna do that, and he was the 15th pick in the draft, mm-hmm. and I don't know that anybody when he was the 15th pick in the draft said, "Oh, that, they way overreached for that." No, not at all. I mean, he was a first round guy. I don't know about you, but and maybe it's just revisionist history. When they signed Paxton Lynch, 
I didn't have the optimism of, boy, I can't wait to see Lynch in the no. preseason. Right. I'm like, I bet he doesn't. There's ain't no chance he works out. Same may be true for Haskins. I mean, their, their career paths are pretty similar. Right. But I, I feel like there's a chance well, Haskins to survive is, this career. Haskins has already started more games in his career than Paxton Lynch that ever did. We've actually at least he's seen the field at yeah. least. Right. So you have a, a bit of a baseline here. Okay, here's what he can do. Now, what can he do for us mm-hmm. in, in, in this system? What can we make him into? I, I don't know that you had that with Lynch. I think Paxton Lynch started five career games. Something right. along those right, lines. Right, right. I mean, there wasn't a lot there. No. Because he just never showed it. Never showed it. Mm-hmm. And they were starting guys, you know, Denver was starting guys ahead of him who were Osweiler. Yeah. And I'm trying to think of some of the other The guy they got from Chicago and just yeah. anybody, you know, anybody. Simeon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> those type of dudes, right. Um, Not exactly ring endorsement. It wasn't Not that Haskins' yeah. career has been glowing. Right. But, but right, right. But, but yeah. I have more hope for Haskins than I did for Lynch. So you want to see those guys get yes. some, you know, get some work as opposed to, you know, if you take a young quarterback this year, you got to get them all the work. Mm-hmm. Oh, you do. And this whole Mac Jones conversation isn't going to matter. But next year we might next talk year, about it a lot. Yeah, next year you're having that conversation, and there the will first be round boring quarterback. That nobody was talking exciting. about it's Joe Burrow two years ago as a oh, no, as a first no, round right, draft right. pick. Nobody going into this season, Mm-mm. into this past season, was talking about Mac Jones as a first round draft pick. Right. My Mac Jones conversation, again, it's going to really carry over to next year. Nobody was talking about Zach Wilson as a first-round draft No, pick. very true. But it really applies to a team like Minnesota. Like, if you were the Vikings, I would consider taking Mac Jones at 15 or whatever if I already knew I could get rid of, get out of Cousins' deal, get basically the same quarterback play, and then have $30 million to play with every year. You know, I think you're a better team with keeping Stephon Diggs, signing – Cooney, right, and running back with Zach, you know Zach Jones and Cousins, yeah, or you know something along those. I lines. mean, yeah, because you know what Cousins' ceiling is. That's the thing, and then this guy has the same ceiling probably, but he's cheap. He's cheap. Yeah, yeah you can yeah. you can surround them a little more right, easily. Right, right. Their problem is, you mentioned the Vikings, is that they gave guaranteed money to Cousins. Well, so. then now they're married to him. Yeah. yeah. Now you've instead now you've, of going down that yeah. road, right? Now you can't. Like the Rams would have been better off with a Zach Wilson than the Goff contract because then they don't lose all their yeah. studs either. You know. Right. But interesting, and, and we'll do this again before the draft. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure the list will change. I did, I did want to do this, though, after most of the pro day stuff had ended. Yeah. Because yeah, there are guys. Farley's the tough one. Farley's the tough one. I think I think Jamin Davis athletically helped himself mm-hmm. a lot with his pro day. Um, did you consider Davis's teammate, Joseph, at all, the corner? He was kind of on my can't-miss list. Yeah. It's a little rich for me, though. Probably not in the first round, but, man. I, I never considered him a first-rounder. I jump all ago. I jump all over him in the second. Yes. You know, yes, even I if agree. you see some some of these mock draft stuff, have him going to the third, that's all, mm-hmm. you know. Did you consider any centers? Yeah. I, I had I had uh, Creed uh, Humphrey on that. And he was on my previous 24. I bumped him down off of that. Okay. Um, Dickerson's kind of like Farley. If I knew he was clean, right, I'd consider it. I would consider it. I just don't know that in the first round that you make that move mm-hmm. with as deep as I think that this center group is. I think there's now, yeah. you know, before when we were talking about, well, there's three or four centers here that you got to get, and, and you know, you can get a guy like a, a Kendrick Green or someone like that, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. you know, in the third round and be, you know, they've they've played center Myers. and they're and they're good and they're good players, minors, yeah, yeah, um, yes. Although my center take has changed a little. 
there's three that I think have stood out a little. I think still think there's six I could live with or something like that that would be uh, welcome additions to the Steelers. But Miners, Humphrey, Dickerson, to me, are the ones I want. Yeah. Because I think Miners, I don't need to play him right this minute. He's such a good athlete. Yeah, he really tested well. He would fit in well around here. Really tested well. If you told me the Steelers could have one of those three in round two, which you, I think is a very good if, possibility. If I, if I told you the Steelers came out of the, the, first two, uh, the first two rounds of the draft with Najee Harris and Quinn Miners, you'd be pretty happy. Yep. And, and to be very honest, I think that's what's going to happen. The more and more I think about this draft, I think it's going to go running back, center, best available after yeah. that. And I'll take it. Yeah. I think it'll be one of those three centers. I think it'll be one of those three backs. Yeah, and then you can get, because of the depth of the positions, an offensive tackle, an inside linebacker, a cornerback. The other place, yeah. the best available. I mean, yeah. if I can get those two needs knocked out with high upside and immediate help, I'll take it. It's pretty good, I mean, yeah. I, I, my running game just took a big stride forward. Yeah, you really helped your running game. So. Yep, yep, yep. Anyways, we're going to take a break. Uh, he is Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. You've been listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We want to thank Jacob Breck for keeping us on the air, and we want to thank you for listening to this edition of The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio. This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back to The Drive. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. And Matt, uh, Melba Kuyper and Todd McShay did an interesting thing uh, today on, on uh, ESPN.com and their exclusive uh, stuff here. Mm-hmm. And they did this last year as well, where they draft 44 players. Are they a team or are they drafting against they're drafting, each other? They're, they're drafting against each other, trying oh, okay. to fill out a team. What they're doing is filling out a roster. 22 gotcha. players for each team. So you start getting a starter at every position mm-hmm. based on this draft. Fair enough. Okay. That's so, you know, you're I only going to last year. I didn't yeah, you're only going to draft. They're each drafted like one running back each, one quarterback mm-hmm. each, things of that nature. So you're getting. And of course, there's some strategy to that. Like if you and I were to do it and you take Trevor Lawrence first overall, I could probably wait till the 44th you could, yeah, pick. Yeah, your, your 44th right. pick could be the quarterback. Right. Yeah. If you take Kyle Pitts, I'm going to take Friar Muth last. Or yeah. same with running backs and things like that. So it's a little bit cheating. There's not 32 teams, but such is life. You yeah, it's almost like doing a fantasy draft. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. I'm curious how it went. Yeah, so uh, with the first pick, McShay took Trevor Lawrence. McShay had the first pick. Fair enough. Okay, okay. You're, you're set a qu- He doesn't need to take another quarterback now. No. With the second pick, Kuyper took Kyle Pitts. That's who I would have taken, too. You okay. know, just because the difference is so much different. Yeah. Right, that's the obvious one, the first two to me. But with the third pick then, McShay took Jamar Chase. Okay. So he's got a nice little... That's a nice battery there. <laughs> yeah. Lawrence to chase for the next uh, 15 years, you hope. But the receivers are plentiful. Right. I assume these guys are going to take three receivers each. Yeah. Uh, it might be just two. I'll have, okay. to, I'll have to look here when we I'll get... I'll take the fullback. Uh, at four, Kuiper took Devontae Smith. So he's got okay. Kyle Pitts and Devontae Smith. I guess he wants to make sure he gets one of the top receivers. Yeah. 
Yeah, because otherwise, if he doesn't do that, then McShay comes. Takes him next round. <laughs> no, he's got <laughs> right, ridiculously. Right, right, right. Um, at five, McShay took Panay Sewell. Understandable. There's a lot of tackles, but understandable. Yeah. I have no qualms with that. At six, then, Kuyper took Jalen Waddell. So he's got Pitts, Devontae Smith, and Jalen Waddell. Pretty, and he's going to end up with Fields or Wilson right. or whoever he wants. Yeah. The, the beauty of picking second. Okay. That's a pretty good passing game. That's a pretty good passing game. It's seven. McShay took Micah Parsons. Wow. First defensive player taken. I guess I understand it. I mean, he's different than the other linebackers. Yeah. Yeah. At eight, Kuiper took Rashawn Slater. I would, say, I, would say, I would have maybe taken Slater where he took Waddle after yeah. Sewell went. Just want to make sure I get a top guy. But he still did. Yeah. At nine, McShay takes Patrick Sertain. That's maybe my pick before. Yeah. So, boy, yeah, I mean, I think I would have taken Sertain over Parsons. It's tough, but you get, I mean, right, right. because this, there's so many corners. I mean, corners are so valuable. Yeah. But, you, get, you know, you get you get Sertain here. Who else are you going to wind up with here? At 10, Kuiper takes Elijah Vera Tucker. Hmm. Curious where he'd go. Yeah. He has Slater and Vera Tucker. Yeah, he's got two undersized tackles. So I, or guards, which right, so he's got awesome them. guards or short tackles. Right, but, but this ta- this draft is so deep in tackles, you could take two tackles and and play both of those guys at guard, and be really athletic at guard. Yeah, I was sitting there thinking, I mean, or just take one more tackle, ask one of them to play tackle, the other one's a guard. I mean, no offensive line positions off the board though for Mel. Right. You know. At eleven, McShea takes Kadarius Tony. Oh, I would. That's way rich. Way rich. Yeah, I don't like Tony at all. I don't think he's a first round player. I think he will be in the first round. I'd rather have Bateman. I'd rather have. I'd rather. I'd rather have Elijah Moore. I'd rather have Elijah Moore. Yeah, I mean, of the of the slot type receiver, you know. No, yeah, I would. He would be way low on my list. Uh, at twelve, McShay's not going to like this. Kuiper took Jamin Davis. Wow, I mean, so Todd had Parsons, Mel got Davis. Yeah. Okay. And Mel's been a or uh, McShay's been a guy who's been on Jamin Davis for yeah, I guess he has. He, like he's had him up in this top fifty before anybody else did. In, in a previous segment, we did our Steelers top twenty-four. I'm wondering more and more. Mel tells you things. Mel's been doing this such a long time. Whenever yeah. he's that high on someone, especially late in the process, that guy's going. They're high. rising high. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that coming. guy's going guy. Yeah. Uh, at thirteen, McShay takes Jeremiah Owosuko Moa. Pretty good speed in the middle of the field. He's got a lot of speed right, there, right. yeah. The uh, linebacker's going early. Yeah. At 14, Kuiper takes Quiddy Pay, the first edge off the board. Okay. I and, think Phillips would be my first edge, but I, I can respect Pay. Yeah. At 15, McShay takes J.C. Horn. How about that? He got so he had Sertain and, and Horn. Horn. Wow. That's pretty good. Yeah. I'd be mad about that one. <laughs> Should have jumped on Horn over a couple of those picks. Yeah. Yeah. I think he jumped on Jamin Davis early because he mm-hmm. he knew that McShay was such a Jamin Davis guy. I mean, I'd even taken Horn over Vera Tucker. Yeah. Yeah, I think looking back on it. Uh, at 16, Kuiper takes Jalen Phillips. Good. Uh, so he gets so paid in. Pay in. Yeah. So maybe his corners don't matter quite as much. <laughs> like, I got shut out on a corner, I'll get pass rush. At 17, McShay takes Gregory Rousseau. That's another yeah. Todd pick that I've frowned upon a little bit. Yeah. I love it. I don't think he's very twitchy. At 18, Kuiper takes Caleb Farley. I think he needed a corner. Yeah, that's kind of, it could be a steal. Could be a steal. I would take another soon if I were him. At 19, McShay takes Aziz Ojolari. I don't love him either. Yeah. I don't think he's a bad player, but he's kind of a one-trick pony. At 20, Mel 
gives tip. Stowe and Ogilari don't compare to pay. And no, they Phillips don't. To me. Uh, but uh, McShay says he's going with the 3-4. Uh, okay. He's going with a hybrid 3-4-4-3 defense. Uh, at 20, Mel tips his hand on what he's going to do with those offensive linemen because he takes Christian Derrissaw. Okay. So that one of those guys is kicking spot. inside for sure. One of them's a guard. Yeah. That's a pretty nice line. Yeah. Uh, at 21, McShay. get a center. Yeah. yeah. McShay takes Najee Harris at 21. He must like him noticeably more than the others. Yeah. Uh, at 22, Kuiper takes Trevon Morig. That's a pick that makes a lot of sense, too. Yeah. You get the, when you stand alone at your position in a drill like this, they should go pretty high. So that's the halfway point of the whole okay. procedure here. So. If you look at what each team has, uh, McShay has his quarterback in Lawrence, mm-hmm. running back in Najee Harris, yeah, two wide receivers, Jamar Chase and Kadarius Tony. Yeah, Tony don't love, but still. He's got a left tackle in Panay Sewell. Good one. He's got his uh, defensive end slash outside linebackers in Rousseau and Ojolari. Mm-hmm. His insides are Micah Parsons and Owosu Koromola. That's a nice compliment to one another, yeah. <laughs> and then he's got Sertain and J.C. Horn on the back end. That's, his That's back pretty good. His pretty awesome, yeah. yeah. Uh, Mel doesn't have a quarterback yet. <clears throat> but he'll get his pick. Doesn't have a running back yet. But he'll get his pick. Uh, he's got Devontae Smith and Jalen Waddell at nice. the uh, receiver position. He's got Kyle Pitts at tight end. Yeah, the receiving core is nuts. He's got his offensive line filled out, actually, except for the center position. He's got three of them. Actually, they didn't take a center here. They're not taking a center. Why are they not taking a center? Centers are important. They are. Somebody has to snap the football. Uh, But he's got – so he's got on his offensive line Slater, Elijah Vera Tucker, Christian Derrissaw. He's got Slater as his left tackle and Derrissaw as his right. uh, Vera Tucker's a guard for him. Maybe they're just not – They just didn't pick a – Okay. Maybe they're, I think they're going to pick centers here. They just they should. Yeah. Uh, he's got Pay and Phillips as his defensive like end linebackers. Jamin Davis at linebacker. Nice. And then he's got Caleb Farley at corner and Trevon Moerig at safety. Yeah, a lot of athleticism on his defense. Yeah. At 23, McShay takes Tevin Jenkins. Okay. I mean, yeah, put him opposite Penny Sewell. That's not so bad. Yeah. Uh, they are taking centers because at 24, Kuiper takes Landon Dickerson. Okay, so Vera Tucker's going to be a guard. We've got two tackles, Slater, one of them. Here's yeah, one of the problem start. areas. At 25, McShay takes Christian Barmore. That's a real problem area. Yeah. I mean, the more you think about the strategy, maybe he should go higher. And I have some doubts about Barmore. But you need to – I mean, we're going to line up with no defense. Jamie Davis is You get pushed but, all over the place. Right, yeah. yeah, he's not taking on double teams. At 26, Kuiper takes Zayvon Collins. That makes sense, too. The linebackers went pretty high. At 27, McShay takes Terrace Marshall. Hmm. I would have taken him over Tony, but... Still no Bateman. I'd take Bateman over both of them. Yeah. 28, Kuiper takes Richie Grant. He's got him safety, too. He's got Mo Ring and Grant. He's got the two best... That's kind of a defensive yeah. move to give Todd the finger a little yeah. bit, too. <laughs> <laughs> He's not going to have any safeties. At 29, McShay takes Liam Eichenberg. But he lists him as a guard. Really? I mean, he's a little short-armed. But, I mean, he has two good tackles. I think he's probably best grade on that guy and needs to help his O-line. Yeah. At 30, Kuiper takes Rashad Bateman. There you go. That's a lot of receivers off board. Six receivers already yeah. taken. Yeah. Kuiper's loaded at receiver. Loaded, like, with, especially with Pitt. Bateman's is three. Bateman's is four. Actually, it's four, Pitt. really, yeah. yeah. Uh, at 31, McShay takes Carlos Basham. All right. 
Yeah, I don't love that. I don't love that either. Kuiper takes at 32, Greg Newsom. Nice. Yeah, that's good value. Yeah, 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 nice. At 33, McShay takes Levi Omozurike. So he doubled. He doubled. He, he took both defensive tackles. Over the same thing to so Mel. Kuiper's really weak in the middle of the field. Yeah, it means you're gonna have to take a McNeil or somebody like that who you don't have the grade on. Yeah, you've got to take him. At 34, Kuiper finally takes a running back. He takes ATN. Fair enough. He could have waited though on that. I he, guess he I, probably I mean, looked at it and said, "Okay, I got these other positions filled. There's nobody there worth taking. Mm-hmm. I'll take ATN. Take ATN because, yeah. I mean, yeah. I guess you're right. Now you're just filling out your roster. I guess. Might as well take a D tackle one of these times though. At 35, McShay takes Creed Humphrey. Nice. They're the top two centers, I think. Yeah. 36, Kuiper takes Samuel Cosme. Has him listed as a guard. As a guard. I would put Kick Slater in the guard. Yeah. Boy, you'd have a line. <laughs> you have Darisaw and Cosme. And, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because Cosme's 6'7". He's not a guard. No, he's not a guard. Yeah. Uh, at 37, McShay takes Quinn Miners. So as a guard. He's call him as a guard. Yeah, as a guard. Can play Humphrey at center class. and, and yeah, yeah. Uh, Miners at guard. Thirty-eight. Kuiper takes Ronnie Perkins. That's a little early, and he took him over like away. Yeah, you know. Okay, I, I might. I mean, yeah, he's a good player. I mean, he's at least got production. Yeah, Oway over try on. Here's where uh, because Mel jumped on the the safeties. McShay at thirty-nine takes Andre Cisco. But that's the third safety off the board. Is a little shocking, but yeah. Okay, I mean, you got to line up with somebody there. I mean, Mel's going to do this at defensive tackle, too, I imagine. Yeah. Uh, at 40, Kuiper takes Milton Williams. I guess he's going to be an undersized D tackle for him. He says he's going to play a 3 4. There'll be his five technique. He's, you know. Fair enough. He can, he'll get a D, you know, won't draft a nose, probably. Yeah. Uh, at 41, McShay takes Pat Firemuth. Yeah, these are the. Yeah, you know, filling out your roster. Take his quarterback late. And right. yeah. I mean, they're great values, but you didn't know you got the other guy, you know, by the short one. Right. Uh, 40, if I were Mel, I might take fire move. We might have to do this ourselves. I was thinking we might have to do this. <laughs> and strategy is pretty important. Yeah. You know, like, do you really take Lawrence one? Is he that special? Probably. But but I could live with Fields. He's Mel still doesn't have a quarterback. And I, and I don't have to take one. I could I fill out my roster. Right. I got right. great wide receivers. I got the best tight end. Yep. I got, you know, a lot of stuff. And one thing I would do to you if I got pits, I'd probably take fire moves pretty high and just play double tight ends. They're very different. I'm going to split pits out, and you're not going to have a tight end. You know, you're going to have to live with you know whoever your third guy is. Yeah, I mean, you can play some defense. Tight end position is not that important. It's not that important. <laughs> D tackle is. D tackle, and right. that's what happens here to Mel because at 42 he has to take Davian Nixon as his top. Got him. As his top DT. Right, right. You better take another one too. Uh, at 43, McShea gets great value and takes Javon Holland as a safety. That's a nice pick. I would yeah. take him over Cisco. Oh yeah, yeah, no yeah. doubt. I think Holland's probably the three, don't you think? I think he so. Could, he had a good pro day. Yeah. Yeah, it takes the ball away. Uh, I have him as my two. Do you? Yeah. Okay. Uh, at 44, then Kuiper takes Justin Fields. Last nice, pick. Nice. That's right. Good value there. Uh, I'm glad Mel has him number two, though, because I think he's easily number two. Yeah. You've been yeah. saying that since day one. Uh, so, McShay winds up with Trevor Lawrence at quarterback, Najee Harris at running back, his wide receivers, he drafted three, are Jamar Chase, Kadarius Tony, Terrace Marshall. That's great. Yeah. Okay. Tony was too high. Uh, at tight end, he's got Fryermuth. Live with that. Yeah. Uh, at left tackle, Panay Sewell. At left guard, Liam Eichenberg. Center is Creed Humphrey. The guard, uh, right guard is Quinn Miners. And his right tackle is Tevin Jenkins. Okay. He can I mean, be able- two guys maybe out of position there, but such is life. You can build him mashing potatoes, fine. though. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the middle of that line. Right. Uh, actually, from the right, from the center right is really physical. Penny Sewell's no slouch either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's – yeah. Um, his uh, defensive end slash outside linebackers, Rousseau, uh, he's, and he's got Basham. His defensive, I don't like that at all. His defensive tackles slash defensive ends are Levi Ovenzarike and Christian Barmore. That's the best of the bunch, but that's not a very it's good. Not very line. good, yeah. No. At linebacker, then he's got Ojolari, Micah Parsons, and Jeremiah Owosu Kuromoa. I like this, the last two. Yeah. Um, at cornerback, he's got Sertain and Horn. That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, at safety, he's got Andre Sisko and Javon Holland. That's not awesome. <laughs> yeah, but, but that's the safety yeah, position right. this that's year. All you got to pick from. Yeah. Uh, at Kuiper, at quarterback, Justin Fields. Great. At running back, Mr. Irrelevant. Travis ATN. Pretty good. His wide receivers, Devontae Smith, Jalen Waddell, Rashad Bateman. That's really strong. That's really I mean, strong. For us, that's what, two, three, four on the list. Yeah. Uh, at tight end, he got Pitts. No, that's pretty awesome. Well, yeah. His, his receivers are nuts. His left tackle is Slater. He's got Elijah Vera Tucker at left guard. He's got Landon Dickerson at center. Mm-hmm. Uh, Samuel Cosme at... Uh, right guard, right guard and center, Christian but... Derrissaw at right tackle. The Cosby thing doesn't fit, but pretty good line. Best available. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I might put Slater at guard. You can flip flop those tackle, easily, right. easily enough. At defensive end, he's got uh, Quiddy Pay and Jalen Phillips. I like that a lot. They're my top two. At defensive tackle, Davian Nixon and Milton Williams. Yeah, not so great. But... Yeah. Uh, his linebackers, Jamin Davis, Zaven Collins, Ronnie Perkins. Wow. I mean, the first two. I mean, Perkins is more of an edge, but right. The cornerbacks are Caleb Farley and Greg Newsom. Hope Farley hits, but yeah. And then his safeties are Trevon Morig and Richie Grant. That's good, yeah. It's a good secondary, obviously. I don't know what team I prefer. I think I prefer Mel's, actually. I made some picks I didn't like. He had three or four I didn't like. I think he... Taking Kadarius Tony eleven, that, that, that didn't need to be done. No, uh, when Bateman, not with Bateman and Marshall on when, board. When Mel got Elijah Bateman, and... Bateman at thirty. Yeah, right, you right, know? right. Um, Terrace, he took Terrace Marshall before he took Bateman. So, I, do you think it, picking one is a disadvantage? To a certain degree, because again, you have to take Trevor Lawrence. You have to take Lawrence. Yeah, and then I would take Pitts. But if I don't take Lawrence, if I force Mel then to take Lawrence. And I, I wait on my quarterback. I get Pitts. And Fields. And Fields. Or I get, I get Pitts. And both of us would take Fields, too. Or let's say, okay, so let's say we flip-flop that, and uh, McShay takes, instead takes Pitts one. Mm-hmm. Well, then Mel's going to take Lawrence. Then he's gonna, he can come back and take Jamar Chase, or he can take you right. know, somebody else. I mean, I think the question is, is Lawrence, with all respect to him, he's an awesome prospect, is he worth – the difference between the first pick and the 44th pick. Right. I mean, that's what you're doing. That's what you're here. doing, yeah. I mean, it'd be different if there was three or four owners in this. Yeah. And yeah. again, you know, McShay took the first running back. Is there is there is the difference between Najee Harris and Travis Etienne that great? That great. And he probably took Harris a little early. But also, I mean, at the second half of the draft, you got to start filling in your, your empty spots. Yeah. Too. Now, I like – I like uh, – McShay's cornerback duo. Oh, wow. I mean, you get Sertain and Horn. I don't love his pass rush, though. I don't love his pass rush. I don't love his safeties. I do. Li- I, I like Holland. I, I have Holland as my number two safety. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's a nice addition. Yeah. Um, is he that much? You know, he Mel took Trevor Morig twenty second, and McShay got Javon Holland forty third. Mm-hmm. 
That adds up. Um, you know, Mel took Richie Grant 28th. Mm-hmm. Mm. Tondos took Cisco ahead of Holland, though. Right. I mean, it didn't matter. He could take him anywhere he wanted. He knew Mel was going to steal the other Right, guy. he knew he wasn't going to take one, so he could have flip-flopped that easily enough. Is it cheating if you take three corners and only one safety? I don't know. I, I mean, guess you'd to have to set ground rules. I mean, uh, you could take. Can you take two tight ends? Can I take five quarterbacks if I want? Well, I mean, we see we saw on both of these teams, guys took uh, tackles and moved them to guard. Yeah, I mean, Cosby's not a guard. Yeah, nobody What's took Davis. Uh, you know, or, or, right, or you right. know, somebody like that is. So like, I would guard. like to wait. Like, if you, if you knew that the results were going to be similar to this, I would probably take Elijah Moore before my second defensive tackle or second safety. Yeah. You know, and that's the thing here. I mean, you know, if somebody, w- if either one of these guys would have jumped on defensive tackles in the second round, you know, in that in that team right, somewhere, right. Um, would you have flinched at that because it's such a weak position this year? See, I thought about that. What's the strategy? If I like Barmore better, yeah. But do you think he's gonna be a first round pick when it's all said and done? I th- it Maybe. might. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there might be somebody at the end. He's not gonna be in the teens. No. If he goes somewhere in the twenties or or thirties, okay. I'm doing a mock as we speak. I'm going to finish tonight, and I think I'm going to put him 32nd to Tampa. He could learn from Namakong Sue, and you know they're not yeah, young. Sue's there. not young, yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah, I, I mean, I just think the curious pick is Tony at 11. I don't like that. that one. That's way early. Um, I don't love Todd's pass rushers either. No, uh, taking Gregory Rousseau 17th. Mm-hmm. Eh. I think it's a disadvantage Ojolari. to have one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Lawrence is awesome, and he can. I mean, if he's Mahomes. It makes a lot of problems go away, but that means, I mean, Fields could be better than him. Yeah, could, I mean, <laughs> you know what I mean, like, and so much of the, like they're going to measure these against what their rookie years are now, and then determine, okay, who won. Um, and there is and that's there's because no there's way. so much right. of it is you know, Justin Jefferson had a great rookie season. Yes. Does that mean that he's better than the guys taken ahead of him? Like, does Denver regret not taking him over Judy, which? Probably never even crossed their mind. Right. Rager versus Jefferson's a conversation. Right. You know, yeah. that, that they were a different tier. Like, it, that's like saying, man, they should have taken Claypool instead of Ruggs. Nobody thought of that. I mean, they were around, more than around different. You right. Know, that wasn't a Leaf versus Peyton Manning conversation. You know what I mean? I do think it's interesting, though, that Miners was really, uh, unless you consider Elijah Vera Tucker a true guard, mm-hmm. Miners was the only true guard taken. He's a center guard, too. He's a center guard. He yeah. never he didn't really snap at Wisconsin. True. No, no, you're right, you're right. I mean, really, he's a guard who can who can play yeah, center. Yeah, right. Depends where he lands. Yeah. He might very well could be a guard in the next level. Yeah. I mean, do you, do you think he's going to be the top guard taken in this draft? I like that he's in that conversation because I really like him, and that affirms my thought that he's one of the top three interior guys, possible centers. Um, did Dickerson go? Yeah, all three yeah. of those guys went. All three, Creed Humphrey, Landon Dickerson, Quinn Miners. All they all went ahead him. of a pure guard, guard-only yeah. type. Hmm. Yeah. You know what would be fun is do something like combined last year and this year. <laughs> or, yeah, you know, those, those that's tough things, right? though. It is tough because you've got a year of t- you've got a year of NFL tape on a guy, and some of these guys opted out. <laughs> they didn't even play. Like how? Yeah, how you rank them at Panay Sewell there? Like Caleb Farley. Yeah, right. That's a good point. Um, you know, along those lines, that's like the Darnold trade. Like, 
boy, I had a really high grade on him coming out of USC. Like, that is a long time ago. Mm-hmm. I mean, this NFL tape's a heck of a lot more valuable than what you thought of him when he was. And in, it's not great. When he was 20 or whatever <laughs> right. at, at USC. He's looking at his traits. and Yeah. You know. I mean, there still exists, but he, he could be mentally broken, you know. Right. You right. don't know where he's at psychologically. Or right, something. right, right. You know, he was seeing ghosts a couple of years ago. Is mm-hmm. he still seeing ghosts? Or are they, are they bigger gonna, ghosts? Right. We're just going to blame Adam Gase for everything that went wrong with Sam Darnold. Well, uh, yeah. You know, I mean, <laughs> there's, a, there's an argument. Carolina, obviously. Yeah. Is it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they, they gave up some pretty premium picks for that. They did, but I felt like, here's my quick and It's going to cost that. them $24 million, too, by the way. It is. That, that, to me, is the bigger thing you gave up. A future second, if he's a starting quarterback, is cheap to me. Right, I mean, yeah. the fourth doesn't matter. But if you're the Jets, I'm if we're in negotiations, I'm the Jets, I'm saying, we're going to draft a quarterback at two. I'm not even going to hide it. But why would I give up Sam for anything more than a future third that I would get a year from now in comp anyways, because he's going to make at least $10 million on the open market when we let him go. Right. I might as well hang on to him. What if Wilson stinks or... Gets hurt. Gets hurt, yeah. or Baker Mayfield gets hurt, and they come calling for Sam Because I'm going to have to sign a backup. We don't have to sign a backup. Yeah. It, you know, I'm not going to give up on this guy. It could be a Sam Bradford deal where someone else gets hurt, and they come give me a first for him because they don't want their season to go down the toilet, you know. So why am I giving you... I mean, you better give me more than a future third for him, or there's no reason for me to trade him. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, yeah, I, th- I thought the, the the draft thing here was interesting, and certainly, yeah, it's a cool exercise. Uh, the other guy we haven't talked about, Liam Eikenberg, went 29th as a guard. As a guard, which like him and Miners are interesting to me too, because that means that those evaluators really like them. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, I can't let this guy pass. I'm even going to play him out of position. Yeah, too good of a player. Yeah. yeah. But uh, that's going to do it for our show today. So uh, for my partner, Matt Williamson, for Jacob Recht here on site, keeping us on the air, I'm Dale Lolly. We want to thank you for listening to this edition of The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio.